Welcome to an all-new episode of Press YYZ. We're the only Canadian gaming podcast that you can catch live on Twitch every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, as well as on podcast services and YouTube every Thursday. My name is Nathan McInerney, and today, well, I don't have many people around me, but I do have Cozy. Cozy, how are you doing? It's been a wild, weird week, Nathan. I've had days that uh, have burned my skin so bad that you can still see the sunburns just barely flaking off of it. And I've had days that have froze my ass off like today. Unfortunately, the summertime is here, but the summertime can't seem to decide whether it's a freezing cold summertime or a bountifully warmly hot summertime. And it is grievously affecting all of us here in Montreal. Yeah, I will. Well, we'll talk about my time away in a few minutes, but I was in Montreal and it was very hot when I was there. So yeah, you, you um, picked a particularly warm set of days to be here. Yeah. Um, uh, before we get started, a reminder is always that we here at Press YYZ stand against discrimination of any kind. And while we appreciate however you choose to give back to our show, there's no better way to support us than being excellent to each other. All right. Uh, housekeeping. So in case you didn't hear on Twitter, our next Press YYZ reviewy game is Citizen Sleeper. Uh, we'll review, we'll be reviewing our next week's episode. It is, uh, a very narrative based game is my understanding. And I heard people comparing the narrative to Disco Elysium, maybe not like the gameplay, but like the actual storytelling. So Nathan, you were actually the person within our group that recommended that we do this game. How did you originally hear about it? I saw somebody tweet it or message on Facebook about it at one point saying it was very cool and a good narrative. Okay. So, uh, and with that, I have no idea. I just saw it. I was like, I like that guy's games recommend recommendations typically. So I was like, right. Could be cool. It's on game pass at the worst. We don't like it. And we stop playing it. I mean, so, sounds good. It, it's not like an especially long game. It should be pointed out. It seems like it's one of those games where if you want to kind of complete the main critical path, it's a relatively short jaunt, but there's a lot to kind of dig into if it really gets its hooks into you. Mm -hmm. so i'm looking forward i gotta start it up uh i think we might do a stream of it on monday or tuesday next week on my twitch channel so we'll see um but yeah or maybe on the weekend who knows um so yeah uh i guess that's it for homework um so let's talk about what's new uh, and talk about what we've been playing before we jump into the uh topic of the show which i don't know if you can believe this cozy but can you believe I've owned an Xbox for an entire year? It's hard to believe in large part because I thought that you've owned an Xbox for more than a year now at this point. You didn't get your Xbox uh, when myself and most other people who jumped on this generation of Xboxes got theirs uh, in the fall of 2020, correct? You got yours correct. a little bit later. May 20th. So we're still gotcha. like technically two days away. Um, I don't uh, like to kind of just jog my memory a little bit. Like, correct me if I'm wrong. At the time, you weren't really interested, right? Like, was it one of those things where you weren't interested and then you realized in retrospect, oh, man, I think I should actually get in on this. But because the supply chains were so kind of backed up, it took you a little while to get yours. Uh, so I wasn't interested initially because I was a PlayStation kid. 
I was like, right. eh, I'm not going to play the Xbox. And I built like an okay computer. It's not like a perfect computer, but like it has an okay graphics card for 1080p gaming. Um, but the more I thought about it, and I think it was, what's that People Can Fly game that came out that everybody played all at once last year? Uh, early last year. Not Bulletstorm. I literally was playing this like two weeks ago. Uh, Outriders. Outriders. That's right. So Outriders came out last year and was kind of like the thing that everybody was playing and it wasn't on PC Game Pass at the time. So I couldn't play it with everybody. Um, so I thought to myself, well, maybe it's time that I get an Xbox. And then my bonus was about to come in from work because I usually get that in May. And actually, um, after making the decision to buy one, I managed to get it secured after like three days. Wow. I mean, that's so, pretty pretty lucky. Amazon posted them and I ordered it direct from Amazon. So, hmm. yeah, it kind of worked out. Um so yeah, I've had an Xbox for one whole year. But we're going to come back and we're going to talk about that because Cozy's going to grade me on how good of an Xbox player I am. I know I, I I don't know. I gave you some categories earlier. Do you think of any other categories of how to grade me? Uh, I'll, I'll certainly think of them on the fly. I don't really know what this is going to entail, by the way. Nathan suggested this uh, topic of a show for me, and I was kind of like, sure, all right, sounds good. So... You'll find out alongside me, listener. Yes. So, all right. Well, with that being said, um, let's jump right into what we've been playing now. Cozy, I know you have been playing a Nuzlocke of Pokemon Emerald Cross. And I know this because I jumped into your chat the other day. That's correct. And when I rated you. Yeah. So what's funny is that uh, people who have been listening to this podcast over the past couple of weeks are, you know, very familiar with this. Uh, You, Nathan, however, because you've been uh, absent for the past little while are actually not super caught up to speed on this. So I'll I'll do my best to kind of catch you up real quick. Uh, The TLDR um, is that very recently uh, a fan modder on Twitter uh, released a fan mod of Pokemon uh, Emerald called Pokemon Emerald Cross. And basically, uh, the TLDR on it is it's a kind of quality of life uh, fan mod that introduces a bunch of small little things to the experience that kind of slightly uh, improve the kind of ease of use of making your way through the Hoenn region of Pokemon Emerald without kind of fundamentally kind of changing the game all that much. So, for example, just like a, a small example of the way in which the game is improved over the original version, in Pokemon, there are these things called HMs, hidden machines, which are moves that yes. you need to teach your Pokemon to affect certain kind of objects in the environment, like push boulders out of the way. Oftentimes, you need to do this to have the story progress, which means that you have to have a Pokemon in your party that knows one of these HM moves. Uh, and one of the changes that Emerald Cross brings to the table is it makes it so that you don't have to have this HM move Pokemon in your party anymore. You can just have the HM and you're good to go. Uh, there's a lot of other little things like that. One of the other things that it uh, introduces into Pokemon Emerald is something that is like entirely superfluous, not really even a quality of life feature, but it does have a Nuzlocke mode that basically will automatically delete your Pokemon for you. Um, when it faints in battle. If you've, you're not going to okay. cut up, up to speed on what a Nuzlocke is, real simple. Um, whenever you enter a new route in, po- in Pokemon, you can only uh, 
fight and catch the first Pokemon that you encounter in that route. If any Pokemon in your party dies, uh, that Pokemon is dead forever. You can't revive it or take it to a Pokemon Center. And this Nuzlocke mode basically automates a lot of that stuff so you don't accidentally make any mistakes. Um, it has hmm. been a real fun time thus far, but I got to say that stream that you popped in for, that was an especially brutal stream because uh, during my first uh, stream of Emerald Cross, uh, I lost one Pokemon, a Puchiana by the name of Winua. Uh, during my second uh, Emerald Cross stream, uh, I lost two Pokemon. Oh, and by the way, uh, people who are uh, currently watching <laughs> uh, this stream live, you can witness the moment in my third stream where I encountered a shiny um, Electrike out in the wild in a route where I'd already caught my Pokemon, so I couldn't catch this guy. All I could do was beat him. Uh, shiny Pokemon in Pokemon Emerald, especially rare. They only have like a 1 in 8,000 chance of being encountered, and there's no way over the course of the game to increase that, make it easier like you can in subsequent Pokemon games. So this was a, a true moment of tragedy. Uh, but getting back to even more tragedy, second stream, two Pokemon, uh, Brutaka, uh, the Wismer, uh, and um, another Pokemon, uh, Biddle the Ninkata died. Uh, and then third stream, three Pokemon died, a Zubat, an Azumarill, uh, and a Magikarp, which I was really hoping to train up to a Gyarados for Flannery's gym, but alas, that did not happen. It got viciously killed by a pursuit that was afflicted on it by a Daduo. So, yeah, there's been a lot of a lot of bloodshed, a lot of hardship, just a lot of tears spilt, but it's it's still nevertheless been a lot of fun and each, you know, Pokémon that faints and dies forever from my party only hardens my resolve and makes me more attached to the other Pokémon that I do have in my party and yeah, it's it's been a genuinely great experience and I'm looking forward to doing other Nuzlocke runs with more of the Pokemon games after this one. Sweet. All right. Um, I joked on Cozy's stream that there should be a Pokemon alcohol and drugs yeah. as the version. Um, I thought it was funny. Yeah, I don't uh, know. I don't think that... And my kind of response on stream is like, obviously, like, of course they're not going to make a Pokemon alcohol and a Pokemon drug game. But more than that, like the Pokemon games have scrubbed references to like alcohol, drugs and like addictive substances and pastimes over mm -hmm. time in Pokemon Emerald. There is a game corner where you can play slot machines and roulette. Um, and in the remake of Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, they remove the game corner and replace it with something else. And there is like almost no reference to that stuff in that game. So, hmm. yeah, they are very, very distinctly against that. All right. Um, well, OK, let's talk about one of the games I was playing while I was off. Um, I haven't played a lot of it, so it's hard for me to say exactly what I think about it. Sure. But I've put a few hours into Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Ooh. Now, you have not streamed this game, correct? No, I have not streamed this game. OK. I played was looking through train. your Twitch archive and it's been a lot of wrestling as of late. I was hoping to find a Kirby stream, but this has just been for the road, right? Yeah, yeah. So I played it okay. on the train um, and while well, I was a Montreal, uh, I guess just on the train. I beat the whole first world. I kind of get the idea of what the game is. It's funny because it gives you uh, 
like not in easy mode, but the normal mode and then the wild mode, which is supposed to be harder and Mm. gives you more coins. And when I say this, I'm like, it's supposed to be harder than what? Uh, Kirby games are notoriously easy. Um, so, and I'm still very, very early in it. It, I was hoping it would give me Mario Odyssey vibes and it's like a super Mario Odyssey light. Okay. So, um, so yeah, no, uh, like it's, it's fine. I, I think I'll put a little bit more time into it. My kids have beaten it. Um, it's probably the best Kirby game I've played in a because honestly, none of them have really captured my attention. Um, so I, I do think that's kind of cool. Um, in in do- discussing uh, this game and its merits, something that a lot of people have talked about is like how kind of unexpectedly kind of detailed and in some instances dark this game's story and writing is. Did you like glean much of that from what story you experience? Not really, no. Uh, kind of, I guess like, Kirby wakes up on a beach and I might've skipped past the initial scene on it. Um, and then you come to this town that's destroyed the Waddle D's town. I think they're called Waddle D's. Yeah. Waddle D's. Uh, yeah. Waddle D's town. Um, and you basically have to then uh, like save all the Waddle D's in these levels, but I haven't from these Fox creatures and I assume King DDD's involved somehow. Um but yeah, no, that really hasn't uh, popped up yet. Combat's okay. Some of the abilities uh, that I've gotten, and like I said, I have not gotten all of them, are cool. Um, I do like the fact that you can upgrade the abilities because I've started to get some like upgraded abilities now uh, with the upgrade shop. So um, I-, I think I think this has potential. So I do need to put a little bit more time into it, but it's the first time that a Switch game has made me want to play Switch game recently. So, I mean, that's positive. I got to be honest, Nathan, like as you were discussing this game, I was uh, looking over the original announcement trailer for this game uh, back from last year, and Mm -hmm. I was stunned by how much I was into it. No clue on when I'm going to get into this game because I still need to obviously catch up on our YYZ review we game for this week. I also need to, you know, do a lot of prep work for Spain, which is a fun upcoming trip that I need to take care of very soon. Um, but eventually, like, I could totally see myself really actually getting into this. Uh, I'm not somebody who's like a huge fan of Kirby, but I've enjoyed some of the more unusual Kirby adventures in the past, like Kirby's Epic Yarn. Yes, that was the one. I was trying to make sure that I didn't confuse it with the Wii one, which is Kirby's Extra Epic Yarn. Or sorry, I meant the Switch one, which was Kirby's Epic Extra Epic. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Point is, I kind of dug this game from the trailer. Yeah, it was... Um, no, you can't have my attention right now. Sorry, Hazel's being a little crazy today. My apologies, people. Um, yeah, no, it's like I said. I think it's I think it's going to be okay. Like I said, um, I'm curious to w- put a little more time into it, but I'm still very early on. I've just finished the first like major boss of the game, so I I think my son said there's like five levels. Five has your has your son already played through it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh, do you is is the copy of the game that you have his copy or is it your own copy? It's both our copies because they're all digital and we game share. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, um, 
Okay, cool. Uh, tell me about Gree. Um, and I actually played Gree a long time ago for review, um, but it's been quite a while. So t- tell me your thoughts on Gree. Yeah. So uh, I decided to play through this game because Respawn Aim Fire, a podcast I've talked about in the past, uh, was playing through this game as part of their kind of monthly gameathon mm-hmm. book club thing. Um, I remembered Greece as being that game that won the like games for change award from the game award some time ago and didn't yep. really remember a whole lot else from it other than it, that it had like a very kind of distinctive art style. It was a devolver digital game. Um, I gotta say my kind of hot take on Twitter when uh, I first speed it and still I would say my hot take of it uh, to this very day, to this very time and moment in which we're recording this podcast is I really feel like this game is a cut above from so many of the other kind of artsy, like atmospheric experiential games that are out there purely on the basis of how good its level design is. I think that a, mm-hmm. a trap that a lot of these sort of artsy games get stuck inside of is that they are very kind of emotional. They're, you know, outfitted with like really kind of glossy art styles, really impressive set pieces. But from a level design, they're kind of whatever. The games are kind of just about, you know, how does this make you feel as opposed to, you know, both making you feel something and also, uh, you know, forcing you to kind of think through whatever challenges in front of you. And I really appreciated just how good the kind of soup to nuts design of this game's levels were. Uh, It was never, you know, uh, incredibly challenging uh nor did it ever like overly kind of hold my hand i feel like it kind of straddled a really good line pretty much the entire way through and i will say like it does in its final hours i think get a little bit convoluted in terms of the progression of where you're supposed to go to as beautiful as the game's art style is i do think that there are definitely moments where i found myself wondering oh man i would this game have been even that much better if they just found a way to kind of diversify things a little bit more, make it a little bit more clear where you are. But uh, even with that, I enjoyed myself quite a bit. I'm looking at my review, which I did back in 2019 for it uh, when it released on PlayStation four. And here's my final thoughts. Um, I loved Gree. I really enjoyed the platforming and puzzle solving in the game. It was a peaceful experience for a few hours that I enjoyed from start to finish. The art blew me away. The way the game continued to adding color to each area was impressive and made the whole world feel alive. You should definitely take some time and play this game in full. So, uh, yeah, I think I had very similar thoughts to what you had on it. Like I said, it's been a while since I played it, but I remember the art style being very, very unique for it. And um, the way they told the story through the colors was really unique. So, and uh, what you're saying with the level design makes a lot of sense. So I I just want to kind of very quickly follow up on what I was saying earlier. The three Mm -hmm. awards uh, that Gree won at the 2019 Game Awards were the Art Direction Award, which I'd say is pretty well deserving. Again, I did kind of have issues uh, during Gree in its final hours with kind of the lack of diversity in some of its locales, but still I would say deserved. best debut indie game i mean yeah no real problem there and then the award that i was alluding to earlier was uh games for impact uh yeah. and the 
just to kind of give some context, the other nominees that year were Life is Strange 2 and Concrete Genie, which I know both those games also kind of have their fans. I wonder if Gree was able to kind of pull off the, the win in this case because it wasn't perhaps as explicit in terms of what its messaging was. I know Life is Strange 2 kind of got knocked by some people for being pretty on the nose in terms of what its political persuasion was. Not that what it was saying was bad, but just that it kind of had didn't have that level of subtlety that you're sometimes going for. And I know mm-hmm. sort of a similar thing could have could be said about Concrete Genie as well, even though that game was a little bit more I don't I don't know if there was any even any dialogue in that game. I never played it, so I don't know from my personal experience. Um but yeah. That's kind of I, I definitely I'm, I definitely played Concrete Genie. Um, I'd still probably give the award degree, although I really did enjoy Concrete Genie. Yeah. So. Um, okay, cool. Well, yeah, Gree's a fun little game. If you haven't had a chance, uh, check it out. It's not on uh, Game Pass, right? You just bought it? Uh, yeah, this is just a game I got off of PlayStation Plus. It seems like the kind of game that would be on Game Pass, but... Uh, yeah, I don't really. The thing is, Nathan, if somebody says, hey, Cozy, uh, you got to go and you got to buy this game. Uh, and it is a game that, you know, is for something that is uh, going to. Man, I just completely lost my train of thought in the middle of that sentence. Jesus that Christ. Happens. Point is, I like trophies. If I see an opportunity to buy a game for trophies, I get it for that. Okay. All right. Um, finally, I want to talk about a game I've played on, uh, and it was because it was free on Games with Gold this month. And normally, like, I redeem the games, but I have no interest in playing them and delete them right away. I have heard uh, for years good things about Yoku's Island Express um, and decided to give that try- a try because I was always told it was a cross between a pinball game and a Metroidvania. And I never understood what they meant by that. Cause I was really radio silent of it. Well, it's exactly what they say it is. It's pinball and Metroidvania at the same time. Um, you play a little Dun Beetle as you maneuver around an Island, basically with pinball like flippers, to get you around said island and eventually like you'll come to like more traditional pinball like table-esque things with you that you have to do in these like level areas so um and you're basically going around the island trying to deliver these messages um i need that power that one where you can swing around those flower things i haven't gotten that one yet i think that's the next power i need to get so um but it's super fun um it's something i'm going to keep chipping away at i didn't play any of it on stream either uh but really cool art style really fun it's a good metroidvania i understand now as somebody who likes metroidvania this has been constantly like people have been like yeah you need to uh, like showing up on the best metroidvania list and i completely understand why it's a very Uh, very fun game i gotta be honest with you nathan this is not a game that i've felt kind of much desire to eventually go and check out, unlike something like Kirby, for example. I think my main reason for feeling that way is I really don't love the fact that it has Express in its title. Like, when something has Express in its title, especially if it's like a video game, for example, I tend to associate that with like crappy iPhone games that are like, oh, you can get the Express version 
that's like the, the kind of like more pared down like version of the game that doesn't have all the levels and it has some uh, ads in the middle of it here and there. Uh, having seen the trailer, my understanding is that the express part of it actually refers to the fact that you're a mailman, correct? Yes. You're the island's Which, mailman and you're delivering the mail around the island. That's kind of your goal. Your first major goal when you take up the mantle of mailman is to deliver three letters um, around the island to different people. And so here's the thing. That makes perfect sense. I totally get that. And I feel like that's a, a great justification in any video game, not just a Metroidvania, to explain why you're going to the ends of the earth to, you know, uh, deliver things or collect things. Um, I still don't love the use of Express. But I mean, that's just me. So um, it's a it's a ton of fun. I'm really enjoying it. It was I don't know if it's song games with gold, but um, it was like two weeks ago when I got it. Super fun. Uh, definitely worth a play, especially if you like Metroidvanias. So yeah, you, I mean, you, it, cozy, you might find yourself charmed by it. it's very charming. The characters are very charming. Yeah, I mean, despite my issues with, uh, again, the whole Express thing, this game did look quite charming when I was showing it off on stream a little bit. Mm hmm uh all right um okay so that's what we've been playing now uh let's talk about what i've been playing for the past year was that a good segue oh uh yeah sure I, I completely forgot about the whole xbox thing for a second there i thought you were gonna transition into you know that's what we've been playing and now we get played and i was real concerned uh but thankfully that's not happening so uh, May 20th last year, we've already kind of talked about the story and how I got it. But May 20th, my Xbox was delivered to my house. I have pictures of it on the floor right beside me on my desk as wow. I was very excited to have it. Um, and then I believe I set it up at this desk because I didn't want to wait to set it up upstairs because I was working down here. Um, so, yeah, um, that being said, Cozy, I thought uh, now... This might be a little bit harder because you're more of a PlayStation guy like I am typically. Um, but I thought it might be fun uh, to basically grade me as an Xbox player after a year and what you like, how I rate as an Xbox player. And I gave you some like metrics to like ask me questions in terms of profile, like um, uh, like peripherals owned, go through my achievement list, uh, talk sure. about like my connection to the ecosystem. And then you can kind of like say, you know what, Nathan? I think you're here. Okay. Well, in that case, uh, let's start off right off the bat with a real easy question. Now, I say this is an easy question, but this is going to require a little bit of guesstimation on your part, unless you know the exact stats in which, I mean, well done. How many hours on average per week do you spend playing games on your Xbox, would you say? Um, and this would be over the course of the past year since you have gotten it so past 52 weeks how much you playing so i'm gonna be honest and it's really high and it's really high because of one specific reason Ooh. um forza right uh since since i got forza horizon 5 i just checked the stats on that game specifically and that came out in november so it's really only half a year but i put 192 or 96 hours into it so far Hmm. So, um, so I mean, that's again an impressive number. If you could 
like translate that into weekly hours spent, what would you translate it into? Uh, probably eight to ten hours a week on my Xbox. Okay. Okay. That's not not, not bad at all. Not bad at yeah. all. Hmm. All right. You know what? Uh, here's what we're going to do in, in terms of kind of ranking each of the ways in which you are excelling or not excelling uh, as an Xbox player. Uh, we're going to use the five point scale. I was thinking of using the 10 point scale, but I feel like we here at PressWise, you have a tradition of using the five point scale for all of our YYZ review games. So we're going to stick with that. Uh, I'm going to give you, uh, Nathan, um, a five out of five for weekly hours spent. Now, oh, wow. this is a very high score, but it's one of those things where when you said eight to 10 hours a week, initially, my initial thought was, I mean, that's not that many hours. You could stick a lot more Xbox hours into that weekly schedule. But considering that, you know, you have a Nintendo Switch, you have a PlayStation 5 and you have a, you know, entire family to tend for. The fact that you're able to carve out that many Xbox hours to me as somebody who plays my Xbox much less over a weekly basis, I would say is actually pretty impressive. So for exceeding expectations, I'm going to give you a five out of five for that in this instance. Okay. Sounds good. Sweet. Sounds good. All right. Next question. Now, unfortunately, Nathan, uh, you can't, you don't have access to your Xbox right here and right now, right? Like if you wanted yeah, to turn it on. And it's right here. Okay. I can share Just my screen and sure. everything. Oh, perfect. Um, let me ask you a real simple question. Shoot. How many games do you currently have downloaded on this thing? Oh, uh, I can count them in a second, but I want to say 20. We can look at my you games You want to list. say 20. Okay. Now, you better be careful, Nathan, because you saying 20 right here and right now, if the actual number is slightly lower than you saying, uh, than your prediction of it being 20, you might lose a point or two. If it's greater, I mean... Great. Perfect. You nailed it. But if it's lower, we might be in a little bit of trouble. You might come to regret having blurted that out right off the bat. No, I think 20 feels accurate. Like, it, honestly, it could be a little bit higher or lower. It's an estimate. Right now, uh, just Nathan is loaded up activating the... He's activating the McInerney Household uh, Rube Goldberg machine. I almost said, like, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, RIP. Uh <laughs> Uh, Rube Goldberg machine so he can activate his Xbox. So the Xbox is activated. Do you want me to share my screen with you, Cozy, so you can visually verify things? Uh, like in place of uh, your camera? Oh, does it replace my camera? I don't know. Your call. Whatever you want. Uh, that would be more convenient. If we had planned this ahead of time, we would have had you kind of share a link and I could have had that stream to the game scene, but it'll be more convenient yeah. if it can replace your webcam. Uh-oh. Okay. Let's just replace uh, my webcam. Yeah. Let's do that instead. Oh, do we mess everything up? It, yeah. We're, it, it looks like black bars are slowly engulfing us. Oh. Yeah. We're stuck in the Phantom Zone right now, Nathan. Oh, Don't no. leave us hanging like this. Don't uh, make well, me I, hit the BRB I shared the button. screen. Do I need to do have, something else? Oh. See, I thought... What I was thinking, right, is you temporarily disable your camera, then you go to your camera settings, oh, and then I you set saying. your camera to be your Xbox feed. Yeah, I see. Your microphone okay, okay. still transmitting your voice. There we go. 
I get I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. So if I do this. Nathan is gone real small for a second here. He's been afflicted by Hank Pym's Pym Particles, available at CVS's and GameStop's wherever they're sold. I put it to Game Capture card, but it's still showing my face. Uh-oh. Nathan's trying to bypass the mainframe. He's hoping that his small stature will allow him to physically interact and touch with the energy of the code itself so that he can finally start transmitting the Xbox game feed, but doesn't seem like it's quite working out. I oh, think I'm just going to say this right here and right now. There, Nathan. Wait, oh, it there worked. we go. It worked. We got it. it we got finally it. worked. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. Uh, give me just a quick second here. Uh, real quick. All right. Nathan, let's go to your My Games and Apps section. All, All right. right. Let's see here. Uh, so we'll, we'll go by groups of five. So five, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 33. Wow. So way over than what I thought, honestly. Nathan, shout out. Like, I, I was real concerned there for a second that we were going to open up your thing and you were only going to have, like, 17 games still installed. But you have actually, you have truly exceeded expectations. Now, like, look, here's the thing. Ultimately, you know, we all only have a finite amount of storage. It's not like, you know, uh, if you had only had, like, 20 games, but those 20 games had all been, you know, chonky chonkers that were taking up most of your xbox's gigabytes of storage that would have been a-okay i wouldn't have given you that much grief for that but i think what's impressive right is that you have a lot of big chonky games like those forza horizon games up on top but then you have you know a bunch of other kind of smaller indie games complementing them as well including turnip boy commits tax evasion a i don't know if you've heard but this is going to be on my uh, game of the year list i think jesus christ all right uh while we're here, uh, I, I did want to point out quickly. Um, yes. I was listening to last week's episode uh, or the week before last episode um, yeah. this morning. Um, and I think Turnip. So I know you had your issues with Turnip Boy. I had no glitches and I got through it in a quick two hours on my stream. Like it was two hours and like two minutes. I beat the game with no issues in level finding or anything else. Yeah. I so mean, I didn't run into a lot of those problems you had to, to drop and the. Sorry, go ahead. And I was going to say, AJ was pretty on task with comparing it to Link's Awakening because I did that during my stream when I played it, was comparing it to Link's Awakening um, in a lot of ways. To drop the act for just a second, like, truthfully, what I played of Turnip Boy was pretty charming. I do, I do still kind of stand by the point that I made during that podcast that it's only like a barely elevated version of like a Radalika game. It's not quite nearly as lofty in terms of its quality as something like a link to the past. But I do think it is better. And I think that it is ultimately more unfortunate than it is the game's fault that it crashed on me that many times. And I don't want to say that it's the last time that I'll ever play this game. There will be some opportunity for me to do so in the future. Um, But enough about that. Okay. Uh, All right. Nathan, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to give your Xbox games and your library a five out of five. Ooh, you you're really on a a roll here. Um, However, uh, while we're kind of showing footage of your uh, Xbox's dashboard, I figured I'd 
I uh, just going to pester you with a couple more questions uh, while we're here. Um, okay. Do you have any games uh, that currently have any pending updates? Any games that are in need of an update? I do not, no. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to uh, give you a zero out of five for zero updates. Not just kidding. Yeah, you, you get a five out of five for that. Okay. I was just saying, is that a reverse good? Does yeah. the score is I was just trying to th- throw you for a loop there. Um, okay. All right. Let's uh, go and check out one of the big hitters in determining uh, your uh, just level of proficiency, level of love, because love is the most powerful force in the universe. Uh, as an Xbox fan, uh, your gamer score. Okay. Now, that I want to say is... that for the record, I'm not somebody who like particularly tends to pay attention to most other people's gamer scores. I certainly have not paid attention to my gamer score a whole lot. So this is going to mean a whole lot of nothing to me overall. Um, so overall, your gamer score is 23,670. Seems yes. like a lot, but I know that there are a lot of people out there that have quite a bit more uh right off the bat we'll, we'll just kind of slowly scroll down through your kind of gamer score selection and talk about some of the games that you do and don't have gamer score inside of uh, you have all 1000 gamer score achievements within forza horizon 5 uh pretty impressive you you've talked about this quite a bit on the podcast uh, however immediately after forza horizon 5 tragedy zero gamer okay. score in luminous remastered We'll talk about that in a second, but sometimes I load cloud games at one o'clock in the afternoon to make sure I get my daily rewards points. And that just happened to be a game I just loaded up and then quit. And you didn't feel particularly inclined to keep playing it. No, because I didn't have time and I just wanted to get the thing. And I have Lumen Remaster on PS4 and that's where I'll go back and play it. Hmm uh next up wwe 2k22 for xbox series x slash x uh sorry x slash s it's hard to say uh members of the alphabet that are so kind of closely intertwined in terms of how they sound now you only have 505 achievements for this one but this seems like the kind of game uh correct me if i'm wrong on this nathan that would be pretty difficult to get all the achievements inside of I can probably do it in a while. I like I platinumed 2K 2020, just 20, 2K 20 when it came out. No, not mm-hmm. when it came out, two years after it came out. Um, so I did platinum it and um, I will get to it. This is some really like a mode called Mind Faction, which is kind of like the FIFA Ultimate Team stuff. So and there's a ton of achievements dedicated to that. So that's really I got to dive deep into each of the modes to continue getting more achievements. Okay, okay. Uh, scrolling down a little bit. I won't like talk big about all these games. No Man's Sky, Zero, Omno, Zero, uh, Killer Instinct, uh, 2170 over 4935. It seems like there's probably a lot of... I, I don't know this with certainty. It seems, I would suspect that there were a lot of achievements that were probably added to that game like after the fact in like post-game updates. Well, yeah, this game only launched with like eight characters and it finished off with like 30. 
Right. And each character has like 10 achievements specifically dedicated to it. So we'll talk about rewards points, I'm sure, in a little bit um, and what I've been doing for that f- over the year. But this has been my daily game to get uh, rewards points because you get 50 uh, rewards points for an achievement per day. And I made sure that I would have at least one easy achievement to get in Killer Instinct every day. I've kind of now finished all of those. So all right. I need to move uh, on to a new game for that. Keep scrolling down. Let's see what else you have in store. Yoku's Island Express, Boyfriend Dungeon, Overcooked 2. Keep scrolling. Keep scrolling. Hmm, I got to be honest. You started off real strong with Forza and, you know, it's a thousand illustrious gamer score points so, right off top. And but- there's a lot of games which if I just log into it, like for Game Pass quests and stuff i'm like in and out just to get the quest i see so this is why you have disneyland adventures yeah i had to get four hugs from disney characters that game doesn't sound like it would be that bad that game sounds like a very well polished kid game nope it was a connect game that they added controllers oh yeah that's right i think mitch might have played this on stream right he did there we go So Uh, keep going a little bit more. Slime Rancher Zero, Save the K, 125. Nobody saves the world. Of course, they got to respect that one. I helped you out on that one a little bit. Yeah. Hmm. I got to say a lot more, a lot more zeros than I would have anticipated. Not that I don't have, you know, zeros of my own, but. Just ignore the zeros. Like I said, there are games I logged into for Game Pass quests. Okay. So Forza Horizon 4, this one's my more impressive one i think okay okay all right uh, I, I think uh, unless there's something specific that you still want to show me within your uh gamer score section i don't know that i need to see much more to kind of arrive at my current verdict but okay go ahead uh, yeah me. i mean here's the thing nathan like you're not going in you're, you're not a hundred percenting every single game that you lay your fingers on and that's okay. We don't have, you know, so many hours within the day. I was going to go ahead and hand you a uh, four out of five. However, I just still can't get it out of my head. The fact that you did not uh, go for those uh, thousand gamer score points for Luminous Remastered. And for that, I'm going to have to give you a three out of five. I'm sorry, but I have to call it how I see it. And I hope you understand. All right. Even though I've got most of the trophies on PlayStation and that's where I'm trying to finish it. I mean, I hope you finish it. Yeah. Some of those puzzle modes at the end are hard. And the there's the one where you have to beat all 10 bosses without di- or versus characters without dying. If I remember, that one's really hard too. Yeah, it was a little bit tough, but in yeah. any case. Um, Nathan, you've talked uh, much about these daily weekly challenges let's go check those out all right so my microsoft rewards points currently um and i've been collecting them for a year because today i got my 52 week streak here um i'm sitting at 166 almost 167,000 points now what can those points get you well, they're going to become an elite controller for me. I'm going to get or redeem. I can redeem uh, $23,900 for a $25 gift card from the Xbox store. Sorry, hold on. $23,900? Oh, $23,900. Yeah, for... Gotcha. Yep. And you currently have 
166903, so almost 167. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, okay. So you do need to like pr- play pretty consistently to get yourself a Xbox controller, but it is doable. Yeah, so like I'm just over a year and I've probably got closer to $175 worth of points. I, uh, you'll have to apologize if I'm sounding like a, a big Xbox baby here. I really have like not engaged in this rewards thing at all. Do you like gain more points if you're on a longer and longer streak? Uh, yeah. So the way it works with these weekly points is you have like a weekly challenge, for instance. So like today, so check out this game, um, launch this app three times and earn 200 points. Um, and then you get a week and it gives you a hundred points. Every 10 weeks you get a extra boost of, uh, a thousand, uh, no, 2,500 points. So you okay. get a boost um, every 10 weeks. Uh, so essentially like I, two, two, $2.50 worth of points. I see. I mean, I guess I, I guess it's probably more fair than being like, oh, every uh, like a thousand points you like cumulatively over time earn like 1.1 times more points because I can see how eventually at a certain point people who play this for a really long time could probably like really snowball it makes more sense to just give you a flat amount of points every now and then Mm -hmm. so um but you'll get those like mini points every week for logging in this is your daily achievement so you get a 50 points for every achievement you do i worked it out if you get an achievement every day it's like 20 dollars worth of points over the year okay um and then like you'll have clickable things here sometimes that are really easy sometimes like for things i'm not going to do like purchasing in-game money for smite or what was like what was like an especially hard challenge that you saw and you were like nope never doing that honestly none of them are super hard so those are the regular ones then you get the game pass quests so and i can go over at least this month's game pass quests so there's monthly weekly quests that pop up like peggle to hit 40 orange pegs uh delete um sell 10 plorts in slime rancher complete 10 laps and actually i have some youtube channels to go to one youtube channel called oh. rewards hunter by there chicken possible disneyland um, adventures hug three disney he, characters he usually finds the quickest way to get the points without having to do anything or much like for instance this complete 10 laps um there's a flashback feature which allows you to go back as you're watching a rewind and then take over the spot when you're rewinding it and so i was just able to cross the finish line 10 times by rewinding myself back over and count as 10 laps yeah, for this attaboy um so like these are more about just completion like this one like when it says play you literally just have to turn the game on and then turn it off to get those points so hmm um none of them are like super hard there's maybe been one or two annoying ones but nothing like out of the like extremely hard um but yeah i'm sitting at like i said 100 and almost 167,000 points i've probably got about 75 dollars worth of points that i've accumulated what were those uh three guys at the top earlier there was your avatar there was uh ketonics and then there was xx alien goku xx so that's where I'm ranking in um, achievement or score this month. So if you see, it says plus 550. Right. Um, and then like you can see if you go to. But are they, sorry, are they friends of yours on Xbox or are they just random yes. people? 
no friends of mine on Xbox. So you gotcha. can see like we can probably find like there's AJ. So he's I mean, only I'm had 250 this I'm month. probably a little bit lower down, but you can probably find me there too. There I am, 16. Yeah. Zero points. Uh, so you have zero achievements this month so far. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not at the bottom. There are three more people underneath me, so. You're tied at the bottom. You're probably just oh. alphabetical. Uh, oh, right, because this is just counting the uh, gamer points, not the gamer score. Uh, no, this is gamer score. For May. So in May, you haven't earned any gamer score yet. Oh, gotcha. My, my bad. Uh, it's a little it's a little bit hard to see what certain things are on screen. And well, we can Nathan, look at... Uh, now, hold on a second. So this is the gamer score leader po board. What about... Yep. Um, uh, you don't like see the rewards for, points. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. If you could compare yeah. rewards points. No, there's no rewards points mm. comparison. Mm, that's too bad. I, I was hoping to kind of see how you stacked up against some of your friends because I feel like that would allow me to more adequately determine what score you're going to get here. Um, I mean, I really appreciate you kind of walking me through this, Nathan. I want to let you know that. Uh, clearly, oh, you've wait. been a... One oh. more thing I should show you uh, before we go on. So also to get rewards points, you have to do daily, weekly searches through Bing. Uh, okay. If you're familiar with the Microsoft Xbox browser. I, I am. So every morning I search 1 through 34 in the uh, PC bra on my web desktop and then uh, 35 through 54 on my mobile browser to get all these points now, every day. What kind of thing are you searching up in Bing? Just the numbers. Literally 1 through 34. Oh, <laughs> Really? Uh, that yeah, and I just it takes me like five like five minutes, um, and that's what this mm. three hundred and fifty six day streak is here. That means for th I've done that for three hundred and fifty six days plus answered the there's like these like quick questions you have to answer and stuff. So I make sure to capitalize on I've basically capitalized on every point and have a streak for pretty much a year on everything with these rewards points. I haven't missed a single day of them. Period. Hmm. A year since I started collecting them. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Nathan, you're a kind of very dedicated player. Uh, you have played many a game in order to collect your rewards and you've done so consistently. But I got to be honest, I was really expecting more out of you when you revealed that you had been searching for things on a daily basis inside of Bing. The fact that you're just searching numbers when you could be searching so much more, it it, it honestly makes me shed a tear, just a giant glistening tear coming out of the ducts underneath and above my eye, I think. I, th I think they come from the ducts both underneath and above my eye and not one or the other. Either mm. way, I'm giving you a four out of five for your rewards. Okay. All right. Uh, I think we more or less have looked at everything that we want to look at right now in your Xbox dashboard. So you can go ahead and you can switch back over to your normal camera setup, if that's okay. I uh, can do. Perfect. I'm back. Hey, so am I. All right. Uh, when we were discussing this episode ahead of time, Nathan, you were like, hey, uh, maybe one thing you could ask me about uh, are my achieve, uh, not your achievements, uh, but your peripherals. So let's go ahead. Let's dig into that. What kind of peripherals do you have? 
So I have an Xbox controller and an Xbox. Also, I have the wireless headset and I have the limited edition Forza Horizon 5 controller. Okay, okay. The the, the way that you started that off, it was, I I feel like you were trying to kind of deceive me, make it seem like you hadn't really bought a whole lot of peripherals, but the headset, not bad. That controller, certainly not bad. Um, I don't know. I I feel like the fact that you kind of, you brought that up yourself, that you incurred uh, this very judgment kind of led me to believe that you had a little bit more to kind of show off to the camera. And again, that's a really beautiful limited edition controller, but I don't wait, know wait that I this. can... Oh, oh, hold on. Hold on. What's Nathan pulling out of his bag of fun? Oh, it's the uh, it's the uh, Horizon Zero Dawn Lego set. That's really impressive. And you know, looking at that Lego set, it really made me wish that we had kind of more Lego sets of that nature for more video game properties that I care about. We have those Mario Lego sets, which, you know, are really nice, but, you know, they exist in that weird realm of like trying to be both like Lego sets and games at the same time. And I feel like I have a bunch of them. They're they're great, but like I kind of would just kind of love it if they were just more, you know, straightforward dioramas. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. But I don't disagree uh, with that. This is a very uh, roundabout way of saying that's not an Xbox peripheral, Nathan. That's a <laughs> PlayStation and Lego collaboration. Um, I was hoping to trick you. What about this one? Uh, Which is less well, of a trick. What is it this time? What is it this time? It's a Costa Nigg Jesco. It's the fastest car in Forza Horizon 5. Now, was that particular Lego set a collaboration between Forza and Lego, or was it a collaboration between the car manufacturer and Lego? Mm, I cannot confirm or deny that this box had no Forza branding on it, although the Speed Champions line has had Forza branding on it in the past. Nathan, uh, you made a valiant attempt, but at the end of the day, I got to give your peripheral score a two out of five. Okay, well, I'll have to accept that. Not much I can do. What would you suggest I get to fill out my peripheral library? See, here's the problem, right? As we were going over this topic, I was sort of racking my brain for what are some fun peripherals you could have on hand to kind of pull out of your drawers, pull out of your uh, cat's litter box. And like the problem is, is I feel like we're no longer really living in the age of the peripheral. Back in the day, during like the Xbox 360, PS3, Wii era, we were like living in peripheral land, peripheral kingdom. Like you mm-hmm. could not walk two feet inside of a GameStop or a Sears or a Best Buy without seeing all sorts of weird doodads. Again, e- even if you remove the Wii factor from the equation, there was, I feel like, a lot of Xbox and PlayStation uh, accessories during that era as well. It's um, not down here right now, but technically, I do have a portal for um, uh, Lego Dimensions. Is it like specifically for Xbox? Yes, the Xbox. Uh, it's an Xbox One portal, but it works on the Series S, and it has this, which works on it, which makes this technically a peripheral. Okay, well, if you had brought that up ahead of time, I might have bumped up your score a little bit, but the the score is set in stone. It can't be changed. All right. There, all right, there, all right. it, you know, law decrees that it is such. Um, so that's how it's going to be. Yeah, I don't know. 
something weird and goofy and very plastic. If he had pulled something like that out, that would have been at least a four out of five. What about my super scope? No. Oh. That fulfills all the criteria except that it's it's not Xbox, Nathan. I don't know if you know that. Oh, it's like a 30-year-old systems controller. <laughs> hmm. All right. Uh, I have a big comprehensive question that I want to uh, ask you to help close out this segment. Uh, I want to just uh, hit you with a, a couple of quick kind of pot shot questions first. Uh, okay, cool. First up, what is the least favorite game that you've played thus far on your Xbox Series X? My least favorite game. Hmm. That is a good question, Cozy. Uh, I'm trying to think about it. I'm going to my... Nothing's like jumping out at me in my head. Um, I guess like if it's a least scored game, I probably wouldn't still have it on my Xbox. Um, no, here's a game. Paparazzi. It's terrible. And I'm playing it for achievements. I uh. played it for achievements. Paparazzi. I have never heard of this game before. Is that in any way? Are they like cousins of the Paw Patrol? Are they to the Paw Patrol what like the Care Bear cousins are to the Care Bears? No, Paparazzi is essentially you play person who has to photograph dogs like a paparazzi, but just paparazzi. And I've like played it twice and can't figure out how to save my progress in it. This game doesn't look bad. It was featured at an ID at Xbox uh, presentation thing. It's on Game Pass, so I, uh, and apparently it's easy achievements, but uh, which I thought I could drain for my daily achievements. So it does look. I gotta say, while the the art style is charming, it does also look. I don't want to say low budget, but kind of low budget. Yep. I, I don't. I don't mean to be mean. Let, let's move on. Uh, you know what? For for taking me off guard and. Uh, suggesting a game that I didn't even know existed, uh, but also for recommending a game that it seems did have a little bit more thought and care into it than uh, I would have otherwise thought. I'm going to give you a three out of five for this category. Okay. Uh, Next quick uh, pot shot category. Do you have any physical discs for your Xbox Series X? Any physical Xbox games that you've purchased for it, or are you all digital i do have three discs one for lego dimensions because it is not available digitally um i have the disc for tekken uh, tag tournament tournament because it is not on game pass but it is backwards compatible it's an xbox 360 disc and the disc for horizon uh, forza horizon 3 because it has been delisted because the licensing had finished gotcha all right, well, three discs. I'm going to have to give you a three out of five. Seems only appropriate. All right. All right. Uh, next question. This will be the penultimate question before the final question. Has Hazel ever peed on it? No. She just pees on rugs. We're working yeah. on that. Uh, I'll, I'll give my you Xbox a... is always up high. She could never pee on it if she wanted to. Hmm. All right. Uh, in that case, you know, for being a very, uh, I was going to say studious dog owner, but I don't know if that's the uh, right term I should use in this case, for being a very caring dog owner who uh, makes sure that their dog never comes 
narrow within a foot of your prize Xbox console. I'm going to give you a four out of five for that. All right. And finally, I asked you about what your least favorite Xbox game is. Uh, I'm going to straightforwardly ask you, putting all the Forza Horizon games off the table, all the (laughs) non-Forza Horizon games off the table, the games that just have Forza in their title without Horizon, what are your top three Xbox games? Man, because uh, I was just going to say Forza 5, Forza 4, and Forza 3. Uh, that would be my well, go-to that's why I. That's why I formatted the question this way. Okay, so number one, uh, Killer Instinct, which, by the way, I'm going to be playing on stream tomorrow night. Don't miss that because I'm going to be going into the ranked competitive mode against people who are going to kick my ass. And I don't expect to do well, but I think it could be a fun stream. Uh, so Killer Instinct, the fighting game reboot from my childhood. Um, hmm, Turnip Boy. Uh, Is that legitimate, or are you just saying that to aggravate me? A little of both. Um, I just really like Turnip Boy. I, I thought it was charming and cute. <laughs> Again, and I've, ar- I've already said this many it. times. It's It's not a bad game. I was definitely, you know, kind of gleefully taking the piss out of it on the previous episode where we talked about it but like it's not like that much more elevated from like oh Mila's great adventure or rata like a game where you can get the platinum trophy in like 10 minutes yeah except this takes like two two plus hours but that doesn't make it better that just makes it longer no, it was still really good. Um, okay, I don't know if this counts, but WWE 2K22 I picked up on Xbox. Yeah, um, that's totally fine. I'll, I'll allow yeah. it. Um, and like, I feel like the default other default answer has to be Halo Infinite here. And I liked sure. my time with multi uh, with the single player campaign, although um, I felt that last stretch was a super slog uh, where oh, really? you didn't get to go into the like because they stopped the open world. Right. Yeah, that's point. right. And then it's, it's mission, been a little... mission, mission, mission. Yeah. Um, it, which it, left it, me a bad taste a bit. It, it's been a it's been a little while. I, I, I am remembering exactly what you're talking about. I enjoyed the final stretch of Halo Infinite because I feel like it it did a really kind of good job of, you know, hitting on a lot of great uh, emotional beats. But you are right. I remember when that game came out, it was a big hubbub on Twitter about how, wow, this game has one of the like more egregious point of no returns of any game to feature like a point of no return. So I, I totally get that. Yeah. Yeah. But so despite that great game. Yeah. Like, um, that's fun. Um, I was, you know what I, I am going to say here, uh, even though I think I've deleted it here, but Splitgate. Splitgate. I put a ton of time into, um, and I thought that's why I was going to like Halo multiplayer a lot, because I would put like a ton of time into the Splitgate multiplayer. Well, it's really mm. only multiplayer. Um, and because it, it's Halo 3 and Portals. Um, and I just never fell in love with the Halo multiplayer like I did Splitgate. I put tons and tons of time in Splitgate, but it looks like I have deleted off my hard drive. Okay, so you've named five Xbox games. Killer Instinct. Turnip Boy, uh, WWE 2K22, Halo Infinite, and Splitgate. You got to knock two off. Which ones are you keeping? Which ones are going? I guess Turnip Boy is going to come off the list when we're talking about these these games. Um, 
And you know what? I'm going to do the surprising thing. I'm going to knock Halo Infinite off because I think I had more fun in Split, wow. Splitgate. I think okay. that's the better shooter for me. I'm considering re-downloading it. That's so. a, a bold statement, but I, I got to respect that. Overall, like I was going to ding you all sorts of points for bringing up the wretched name of Turnip Boy yet again, but for having the courage to be like, you know what? I had more fun with Splitgate than Halo. I got to give you a four out of five. Ooh. All right. All right. So let's tally up the scores. Um, you spent an average of eight to 10 weeks uh, playing games on your Xbox over the course of the past 52 weeks. And I gave you a five out of five for that. Uh, you had a total of 33 games uh, in your Xbox game library. I gave you a five out of five for that. Um, you had uh, nothing that still had a pending download or an update. I gave you a five out of five for that. Um, you had a pretty decent gamer score, uh, albeit a lot of games where you had not earned any gamer score inside of them because you were just playing them for the daily, uh, little reward things. And I give you a three out of five for that. Um, you had accumulated uh, a lot of rewards over a very consistent basis, um, but you hadn't really used Bing to its full potential. And so I gave you a four out of five for that. Um, you didn't have a lot of peripherals to show off. And to be honest, you spent half of that little conversation trying to show off things that were not Xbox peripherals. So I gave you a two out of five for that. <laughs> um, your least favorite game on Xbox was Paparazzi, a cute looking game, but that uh, you don't really enjoy. And I give you a three out of five for that. Um, you have a total of three physical discs of games that you play on your Series X. I gave you a three out of five for that. Um, you confirm that Hazel has not come within so much as a mile of your Xbox Series X. And I give you a four out of five for that. Um, and finally, your top three Xbox games were Killer Instinct, WWE, and Splitgate. Uh, to which I award you a four out of five. Uh, I mean, I think it's pretty clear to me. I got to give you a four out of five overall. I think that you have done quite well by your Xbox. I think that you have in many ways exceeded expectations. I think that there are still some ways that you can be a better Xbox gamer. But I think that overall, uh, your relationship with your Xbox is off to a really good start. Sweet. Yeah, it's been a year. It's been fun. Like, obviously, like I've talked about this before. This is my first Xbox. Um, I've never owned one. I've never been in the ecosystem. Um, and I definitely have had it used it more. I definitely than my PlayStation um, just because it's easier to move up and down my stairs uh, for streaming purposes when I need to get it to my computer. Um, also, I have a special backpack for it for traveling. Wow. Oh, is that an accessory I should have showed? Probably should have showed that accessory, well, my special backpack. No, is this Xbox, is it like an official Xbox branded backpack or is it like a third party thing? Oh, it's a third party backpack. I don't think Xbox I mean, makes a officially branded backpack. If you want to, just because I've never seen this sort of thing before, if you want to step away from the mic and grab it, by all yeah, means, go ahead seconds. and do so. I'll be right back. It will, it will not change your score. Uh, I want to let you know that, but I, I will still... I'll give you I'll give you additional points that will roll over for the two year anniversary. How about hey, that? Give me a second. All right. Perfect. Hey, everybody. It's the intimate, cozy one on one hour. Uh, I see all two of you that are currently watching the stream. How's it going? Uh, I it has been uh, quite 
many a week and I still have not had much of an opportunity to really uh, decorate my background behind me. Uh, I'm really happy that I was able to move uh, all my and Wii Nathan games to you just behind me over there. Oh, hold on a quick sec. Seems like Nathan is coming back in in just a moment. There he is. Okay. So. I gotta say, uh, I respect the the little green accents over it here and there. So here's how it works. So this like bottom pocket. Yeah. The Series X. Oh, wrong one. Uh, this one right here. The Series X nestles right into it. <sighs> and then okay. it's padded around it. So gotcha. and then you can then put your accessories. Um, and I took this to Montreal and to Halifax using this. Um, not bad, not bad. To make sure I could get my daily rewards points because I didn't want to miss right. the streets. I was actually, so, I was going to ask about that when you were talking about your daily rewards points. Like, were you like playing it, it off of your phone? Uh, but no, you, you brought it with you in person. That's impressive. So um, I have remote. I'm The remote play has been giving me a bit of an issue because I was remoting into my Xbox was when I was in Vancouver to make sure I got them all. Mm. um and did them and then like partway through vancouver um like three days in the remote play completely stopped connecting and i need to figure that mm. out before i go to my parents cottage because there's no way my parents are letting me bring the xbox they'll say no to that um uh but yeah so this is my xbox backpack uh lots of spots to put cords and games although i don't really have games um and there's a laptop pocket uh on the back here that you can put a laptop into as well so it's really neat for traveling. And I was like, the Series X much more portable than um much more portable than uh the PlayStation 5, believe it or not. Hmm. Nice. Uh, again, so. unfortunately, uh the points that you just earned for showing off your very cool uh traveling case are not gonna count uh towards uh the little ditty that we did just a moment ago but they will roll over for whatever we're going to do next year so uh, i'm afraid that that's just how the cookie crumbles around here nathan oh no all right well oh oh well the way that you were looking up when you said that i thought you had just noticed something real bad on twitter but i guess you were just expressing your disappointment at this huh nope uh i'm good did you just say yes and no at the same time? Yeah, no. You, you're just like, yo. And I'm like, what? Yep. Are, are you are you expressing approval, disapproval? I don't know what, what's going on anymore. Nathan, end the show. All right. Uh, let's end this show. Um, as a reminder, I'm just going to plug, because uh, I didn't plug my channel earlier, but I'm going to be playing Killer Instinct tomorrow. Um, so come and join in for that and watch me get my ass kicked by probably players who have been playing this game since 2013. And I've really only been playing it for a year. Um, also, on Sunday, I will continue building the Lego Horizon um, Zero Dawn Lego. Um, I should have mentioned that on what we were playing because I was building that. Um, I just finished that base piece. Now I have to start working on the actual tall neck part. So um, it should look pretty cool when we're done. Um, but yes. Uh, all right. So, Cozy, are you still working on the Nuzlocke run next week? 
Hell yes, I am. Uh, I don't know okay. how long this Nuzlocke run is going to take me. I'm making my way through uh, the Hoenn region at a pretty good clip. Um, but obviously, there are a lot of challenges yet to come. And also, you know, I'm playing the game in an unusual, unorthodox fashion. So I don't want to, you know, make any promises just yet. Know that you I'm going like, to continue to. And it would just be done, right? Yeah, that could if totally all, happen. If all your Pokemon died, you'd just be done the run and it would be game over, man. That can 100% totally happen. There are some uh, Twitch streamers out there that like play Nuzlocke runs over and over and over again. They like um, outfit themselves with even more hardcore rules. They have it set up so that like, for example, the Pokemon that you encounter in the wild are all randomized, which means that you can encounter like a super high leveled, super powerful Pokemon at any point and just get completely decimated. And so we'll be like, all right, guess what, guys? This is Nuzlocke run number 17. Let's see if we can do it this time. Um, mm. That's not likely to happen in my case because I'm being a little bit more precautious. And I'm also, again, just playing with very standard Nuzlocke rules. I don't have random Pokemon coming at me from the wild. But who knows? Who knows what could happen? Okay. All right, sweet. Um, okay, well then uh, let's wrap this up. So thank you for tuning in to Press YYZ. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to follow us on Twitch, subscribe to us on YouTube, and review the show on your podcast service of choice. You can also check us out at on Twitter at Press YYZ and slide into our Discord at invite.gg slash Press YYZ to keep the conversation going. Until next time, thank you for playing.